Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Green Bar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Let's go. Now, from Cardinal Spring Training in Jupiter, Florida, and the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center, once again, Matt Pauley. We are into the second hour of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We are continuing to broadcast from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, home of Cardinal Spring Training. We will be here throughout the duration of spring training. And, uh, yeah, Monday is going to be the first full squad workout, although essentially not much is going to change. Essentially, they're going through full squad workouts now. Uh, just about everybody is here. And then it's going to be a week from Saturday when they are going to play their first spring training game, their first Grapefruit League game. We'll have that for you here on uh, KMOX. We are going to have uh, 15 games that we broadcast here on KMOX and then another nine games that are going to be uh, web-streamed audio broadcast. So if you want to listen to Cardinals baseball, you are going to have uh, many, many opportunities to do that. 24 total games are uh, we're going to have audio broadcast for. Again, 15 on the radio with John Rooney, Ricky Horton, and Mike Claiborne. And then for the web stream games, it's going to be a combination of uh, Claibs, Tom Ackerman, and uh, myself. I'll be part of some of those uh, broadcasts as well. Well, which I am excited to uh, to be able to do. We we um, we alluded to this story in the first hour, but I wanted to bring you the audio and I wanted to get a little bit more into it because I am someone that thinks the arbitration process in baseball is just a horrible thing. I I've said this before. I I can't imagine a scenario where those of us with somewhat normal jobs are going into a contract renegotiation and essentially we go into a room and we sit in front of a panel and our bosses present all the reasons we don't deserve the amount of money that we would like to get paid. And that's basically what arbitration is. You, you as a player with your representation, you walk in and you present your case for how much money you should make And then the team presents their case and their case is essentially putting you down and and showing all the reasons why you shouldn't make the amount of money that you asked for. And maybe I'm a little bit more sensitive to this story because my previous address before returning to St. Louis was in Milwaukee where I, where I covered the brewers. But at the same time, this was a, this is one of those things where I try to kind of decipher through 
where my biases land and also how much of a, of a story this really is. And this blew up on social media today for a lot of baseball folks, national baseball writers uh, included, and obviously uh, it impacts the NL Central. So Corbin Burns is a really good pitcher. He's a, he is a top five pitcher in the National League, a former Cy Young Award winner, someone who's uh, top 10 in Cy Young Award voting year after year after year. And he filed at uh, about $10.1 million, and the Brewers filed for a little bit under 10.8. So there was there was a difference of less than 750000 I believe the difference ended up being $740,000 difference. So they go, they go to this arbitration hearing, and the, there would have been nothing stopping the Brewers from just saying, okay, we will we'll pay you the $10.8 million that you filed for. They could have done that. They could have made the decision that it was worth not going to an arbitration hearing with Corbin Burns, that it was worth the $700,000, which is very little money. It's the cost of a, a minimum deal. But they go to it, and Corbin Burns actually shows up to it, and he loses. The Brewers end up winning it. So he sits there in a room. He listens to his bosses tell him all the reasons that he's not worth the money that he thinks he's worth, and then the arbitration panel ends up agreeing with the Brewers, and then he showed up in camp today, and he spoke very openly about it, this audio is uh, courtesy of Adam McCalvey, who covers the Brewers for uh, MLB.com. He tweeted this video earlier today. Uh, he and Todd Rosiak, who covered the team for the uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, uh, they spoke with, uh, with Corbin Burns, and he did not exactly pull any punches when discussing how he felt about this whole process. Yeah, so I was, I was at, the pro- um, at the hearing, flew in the night before, um, had the hearing all day Tuesday, um, spent Valentine's Day on a plane. Um, got home at you know ten eleven o'clock and and got to see my wife before she fell asleep. So that was kind of how the Valentine's Day went. So that was that was fun. But um, yeah, like I say, you, you kind of find out your true value. Um, you think you you work hard for seven years in the organization and five years with the with the big league team, and um, you get in there and basically they, they value you much different than what you thought you you contributed to the organization. Um, and it's just you know it's obviously it's tough to hear, it's tough to take. But you know they're trying to do what they can to win a hearing. Um, but I think there was obviously other ways that they, they could have gone about it um, and um, probably been a little more respectful with the, with the way they went about it. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, here we are. Um, you know, they, they obviously, they won it. Um, but it, it, when it came down to, to winning or losing the hearing, it was, it was more than that for me. Corbin, this is everyone's fear for a player, especially a star player going to a hearing, that it creates just some maybe not bad blood, but just some hard feelings that weren't there before. Um, how, how do you guys repair that? Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's no denying that the relationship is definitely definitely hurt from um, you know what what perspired over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, there's there, there's really no way getting around that. Um, obviously, we're, we're we're professionals and we're going to go out there and, and do our job and, and keep giving what I can every five, every fifth day that I go out there. But um, you know, when some of the things that are said that. Um, you know, for instance, basically, basically put me in the forefront of, of the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. I mean, that's something that probably doesn't need to be said. You know, we can go go about a hearing without having to do that. Um, so that's kind of one of those things that you know, obviously, you know, they, there was no attacking of, of character of you know, person of who I was. But um, 
just uh, just the, some of the stuff that was said that you know definitely didn't need to be um, said is, is, is something that you know, I think kind of disappointed everyone. Can, can you be more specific about that? I mean, you, you made every start. You weren't injured. You led the National League in strikeouts. What? How was it your fault that they didn't make the playoffs? Is our take from it? Again, that audio courtesy of Adam McAlvey of uh, MLB.com and Brewers.com who covers the team. I've got a few things to say. First off, kudos to Corbin Burns for being as blunt and honest as he was. Uh, Secondly, the Brewers made a mistake by going to this arbitration panel. And some people have uh, brought up Max Freed, actually, as somebody who, you know, the Braves have done this with Max Freed. They have not been that far off. Freed's been a really, really good pitcher for him, and they've gone to arbitration with him. I think the difference being the Braves are consistently really good. The Braves have recently won a World Series. The Braves are in the playoffs every year. For the Brewers, you got to think about the fact that Last year, they trade away Josh Hader. They don't get a whole lot back for him, and uh, they miss the playoffs completely. And then you go, their their GM or their president of baseball operations says, well, there's just a lot of negativity around that organization here at the moment. And then they do this. like Just just trying to avoid the negative PR of all this. And again, it's not my money, but just trying to avoid that to me would absolutely be worth the uh, just under $750,000 that separates the two sides. And if you can uh, get a little bit of goodwill from a pitcher who's going to be uh, hitting free agency relatively soon, that might help too. Not that he's going to give that much of a hometown discount. He's going to get paid. I mean, his time in Milwaukee is eventually going to uh, come to an end. But now he's unhappy. Now he's unhappy. I was making jokes on Twitter, and I did it a little bit to kind of rile up uh, the the Brewers folks who still follow me on Twitter. Uh, But... He's. How do you live in this situation now? Like, there's such a good chance that uh, that he is going to get traded, and he would obviously look pretty good with the birds on the bats. When we talk so much about the Cardinals needing a high end starter, I don't. It's probably very unlikely that an interdivisional trade involving that high profile of a player would end up happening. But we've talked a lot about the fact that when when the Cardinals did not acquire Sean Murphy. All the prospects that they were willing to part ways with for Murphy stayed in the organization. So the Cardinals have the pieces that they need to pull off a big trade. So if all of a sudden the Brewers put Burns out there, maybe the Cardinals are the team that can offer uh, the most for him in terms of a uh, package of prospects. Again, I would say that is incredibly unlikely, very, very unlikely. But he would would do a lot for the Cardinals uh, in the rotation if that ever ended up happening. Uh, for him to walk out of that meeting and feel like the Brewers were blaming him for not being a playoff team last year, like even if they did not overtly say that, the fact that they said anything that could even start to be uh, translated or deciphered in that kind of way, again, shame on them. That's You've got a star player. You've got one of the best pitchers in baseball. You've got a guy who just won a Cy Young Award a couple years ago, and he walks out of a hearing feeling like the organization is blaming him for not being in the playoffs, where the organization needs to look at themselves for not being in the playoffs last year. They were a first-place team when they traded away Josh Hader. They didn't do anything else at the deadline. I mean, they just They made every bad decision that you could possibly make last year. That's why. Like, 
at that point, executives should have to go to arbitration and have somebody determine what their salary is going to be because that, that, those were the mistakes. That's, that's who should be held responsible for them not being a postseason team last year, not Corbin Burns. So that is, this, is a, this is a wild story and a really interesting situation to keep an eye on because how does somebody who said that the things that you just heard, how does somebody who has that attitude right now, how do they continue to play at a high level for an organization that they're pretty unhappy with? When we're talking about professional athletes and we're talking about professional sports, the difference between great and good, the difference between good and above average, the difference between above average and average, you get where I'm going, you can keep on going down. The difference between those things are so small, so small, and you need to find any edge you can get and you need to find any fuel that you can that, that you can give yourself to perform at a high level. And when all of a sudden you're really unhappy with an organization, when all of a sudden you feel like the organization doesn't value you, that changes the way you go about things. And it, just from a human being standpoint, that absolutely changes the way you go about things. So that's going to be something to watch. It was not worth it. It was not worth the $700,000 that they saved uh, for them to uh, win that and go to, uh, go to arbitration with Corbin Burns. That, was, that blew up in their face. And they issued a statement, by the way, later on that was kind of that CYA, we value Corbin Burns, we look forward to a great 2023, yada, yada, yada. Like they, they realized the PR disaster and the PR nightmare that they have on their hands and they're trying to uh, navigate their way through it. But uh, the damage has already been done. All right, when we return, we are set to be joined by uh, Brian Kennedy, uh, sports anchor, sports reporter for uh, Channel 4 KMOV. He is with us in just a moment. We are broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, Florida at Cardinal Spring Training. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados. Avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hi, it's Matt Pauley. I'm in Jupiter, Florida, covering Cardinal Spring Training. Stay up to date with my reports from Redbirds Camp, mornings and afternoons, and sports open line weeknights from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. Spring training coverage, sponsored in part by Norm's Bargain Barn. On your home of the Cardinals, King of OX. Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. We continue to broadcast live from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, Florida at Cardinal Spring Training. Right now, we're very happy to uh, welcome on Channel 4 KMOV sports reporter and anchor. He is Brian Kennedy. You follow him on Twitter at TV. Brian, thanks so much for, uh, for your time. How are you? Happy to be here. I'm doing well. Enjoying spring training. What's uh, So what's kind of the number one thing that you've taken out of this so far in the first few days? So th- this is my first spring training, so that, there's a long list of what I've taken away. Uh, but I know the other day, this the one cool thing about spring training is, as far as us media folks, we're able to get closer than we're ever able to get. Yeah, and seeing, hearing, and seeing how fast those big league pitches come into the catcher is it's pretty. That whistle mm-hmm. is something that you I, I've never really heard before, and that, that's pretty cool. And just seeing all the guys out there kind of putting in the work is all pretty cool. We saw Adam Wainwright yep. throw a, a live BP session earlier today. Kind of felt like that was the first. Big moment of spring? Absolutely. I mean, that's what I centered my story on today was, was Wayne. I mean, it felt like, especially we've been here a few days, and that was kind of the first really big thing that's happened. And, you know, it kind of felt big because there was no one else throwing in the bullpen. There was no one else taking fields on the on the field. Everyone was watching yeah. Wayne throw live BP, and obviously they're also watching because Goldie and Arnado and Carlson are at the plate too. So it really felt like the first real big moment of spring training where we're like, all right, we'll see what, what he's got and what Wayno has, and it was it was pretty cool to see. I had to do a radio hit, and I, I left. Like the moment that Wainwright was done, yeah. I started walking back here. There was nothing going on in any other field. And, you know, for the hour beforehand, every field oh, had tons of guys. Yeah. But you're totally right. Like, everybody was singularly focused on on that one uh, live BP session. Yeah, when he was pitching, I just happened because I was taking video. And then, you know, he pitched for a little while. So I stopped kind of taking video and just kind of stopped to kind of watch to actually see what's going on and not through the, the viewfinder. And I kind of looked up and I was like, man, there's no way over there in the bullpen. And I looked and all the catchers were standing at the side of the field with their gear 
here a little bit watching Wayno. And then all the pitchers, you know, some of the minor league guys were standing there watching Wayno pitch. So it was pretty cool to see that everyone's like, all right, this this is this is a big deal. We all need to go watch it. So that was pretty cool. The tag word so far has been competition. Yeah. There's there's competition for roster spots. There's also mm-hmm. competition for at bats and innings once you make it on the roster. And to me, it's um Oliver Marmel's like pushing the people embracing competition, not just that it's going on, but it's like he's very much invested in the fact that players on the team are really invested in this competition. Right. You know, I, we, we've we talked to Ali, but also I, today I got to talk to Goldie and Arnado. And honestly, if you look at it, those are only the really two spots in Wilson Contreras at catcher that you feel like, okay, you know, Edmund, you know, in there as well. But outside of that, man, outfield, it's pretty wide open. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of spots that are wide open, and you have, you know, so many young, talented players. I've had a chance to talk to Lars Newbar about it, uh, Yepes about it, DeYoung about it. You have so many young players, and they're good. So you don't know who's going to win that spot. You'll probably be fine, whoever wins it, but you're thinking, man, that competition is real because not only do you have so many guys, but you have guys that are all really good at what they do. Ali specifically today mentioned the fact that Tyler O'Neill is somebody, when you talk about adding offense, and maybe some fans are unhappy that they didn't bring in another bat this offseason. Well, if Tyler O'Neill is the guy that he was two years ago, that's a big if, but if he is that guy, then you're throwing a, an all-star caliber at bat in the middle of the lineup. Absolutely. A lot of people, when it came to last year's offseason, they were saying, we need Tyler O'Neill's bat right now, which, as we all know, back a couple of years ago, he was the bat that really was huge later in the season, and that's something they would love to see, but... If you're not healthy, then you can't play. It's pretty simple. And near the end of last season, really over the last few months of the season, he was in and out a lot of in and in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. So it's definitely a case of if he can be who he is, you're good. But he's he's got to be in there because he can bring the bat that you need to the lineup. I mean, my man obviously has the physique to hit the ball out of the park and he can't get a hold of it. Uh, but we just need to see him on the on, you know, at behind the plate on the field. He he did like you know flexibility stuff a lot in the off season too trying yeah. to trying to stay healthy like he knows his body so well and I think for some fans that kind of hits them the wrong way like they don't like it I've had a caller on this show say he's not a baseball player he's a weightlifter no he, <laughs> he he's a baseball player he just also happens to you know really know his body but I, there was a lot of pressure on him to go through an off season to put his body in position to be able to make it through 162 games yeah I think you see more so with players in today's game i think in especially professional sports players are so much more aware of their bodies and what to put into it and what not to put into it than i think we've ever been before and it's because we know so much it's basically just a attrition of players finding out what not to do you don't have guys in the dugout pulling cigs anymore you know (laughs) know, instead you have guys going through five or six different protein shakes over a course of a day i mean we're in the clubhouse today and i must have saw every single guy with a different type of nutrition or protein drink that they know that we need to put this into my body to make it the person I need to be. And for Tyler O'Neill, I mean, he's super locked in. I heard him talking today about how he's not eating certain sugars or something. I was like, man, he's, (laughs) he may be overly locked in, but I mean, I mean, but also that speaks to his, how much you, how bad he wants to play and how bad he wants to be there. And I think when we talked to him during winter warm up, and I hope to talk to him again this week, he wants to be there badly. And that's why he's taking every step he needs to take to be there. The outfield's really interesting because you got a lot of guys who can contribute. If the, if the season started tomorrow, it'd probably be O'Neill Carlson, Newt Bar, mm-hmm. but we don't even mention Jordan Walker, who's going to be given every opportunity to uh, to win a job 
here. Yeah. Uh, you have Juan Yepes in there. You have Alec Burleson in there. Like there's that's six guys yeah. who the expectation is that all six of those guys are going to be pretty major contributors at the big league level. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's what it's a good problem to have. You just probably want to know who it's gonna who it's gonna be. Yeah. Uh, you feel like Dylan Dylan Carlson is pretty solid there, and I mean, I, we talked to Newt Bar today, and we're like, man, it's it's the spring of Newt Bar. Like everyone's talking about him coming into this season being the guy, and that's offensively and defensively. But I mean, those spots are so interchangeable because once again, just like we talked about before, those guys are good defensively, but they're also good offensively. Carlson was another guy who took a live VP against Wayno today as well. Brian Kennedy is continuing to join us here on Sports Open Line. You see him on uh, Channel 4, KMOV. It's, you talk about Newt Barr and kind of the, so much pressure is, is being put on him. And then in a different way, there's a lot of pressure being put on Jordan Walker. And mm-hmm. one of the odd things, this is an organization that generally doesn't do that. I think that says so much of what they think about him yeah. that they can put this pressure on him and feel very comfortable doing that. Like it's not going to be too much weight on his shoulders. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the other day, uh, since he's since he's usually not in St. Louis, I've never really been around him. Uh, had a chance to literally stand next to him the other day, and that guy—he's an absolute unit. Yeah, uh, physically he's got it all, and I think he's—I mean—he hit three or four bombs in a row the other day at, at, during BP. I mean, but I know when he was in for winter warm-up, he said he actually went out in Bush Stadium, you know, and kind of stood on the field and looked around. He was like, he soon just said, like, I want this. He's He says he's ready. And that's knowing, I mean, he has to know all the immense amount of pressure that everyone, I mean, he's essentially being told, I mean, you're the future of the franchise, right? And it looks like he may be that guy, but, and he said, and from what all I've heard and what he said is he's ready to embrace it, which I can't imagine that's an immense amount of pressure, but he's a big man and apparently he's ready to take it on. This probably goes under the category of things I shouldn't say, but just looking at him, his legs are so long, it almost looks like he's wearing short shorts all the time just because shorts can't go all the way down to the knees. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) He's one of the – I know this year uh, when the Yankees played in St. Louis, I had a chance to see uh, some of their guys and some of their bigger players – and, but I've never seen a player as big strength-wise and as length-wise as Jordan Walker in the game of baseball. I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, that, his his thighs are like the size of mine put together. It's well, crazy. Baseball needs that too. Yeah. I think there's there's an issue with baseball in the best athletes at a young age mm-hmm. going to other sports. Absolutely. So when we see these guys who are built athletes and they're going to baseball, I think that's a good right. sign. And it was so funny. We were talking about it. We, we were a buddy, uh, another guy for the works at another station. We saw Jordan. We were like, man, imagine him lining up a tight end mm-hmm. and, and catches the passes. <laughs> You're like, good luck. Yeah. Right. But imagine him playing in the posts, you know, with some other college, but he's chosen to play baseball. Once again, you see, a great athlete choosing to play, maybe not, you know, what is it, 6'5", 6'4". That, that size usually doesn't translate to baseball, but for him, for him it absolutely does. And that This year, you think about him, you think about Wilson Contreras, there's been a lot of talk about how big he is yep. and the target uh, that he's got. Like there, There's some big dudes walking around the complex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tyler O'Neill <laughs> is one of them. He was wearing like a cutoff type deal, Ezekiel Elliott shirt today, and we are just like, man, that guy's yoked. <laughs> and then Jordan Walker's a big guy. 
Wilson Contreras, first time I'd be able to get close to him, which uh, that's what they were talking about. Wayno says he's a bigger guy, kind of like Yachty, so it gives him a big target. Uh, there's definitely some big guys walking around here. I'd say they're they're fine with their size. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. All right, when we get you out, before we get you out here, what's the uh, restaurant here in Jupiter that you've gone to that's the best so far? Man, I went to – so <laughs> we just went to this place called Taco Shack, and I had the bright idea to try this hot sauce, and I, oh. my, my, <laughs> my eyes were tuning. I literally started laughing at how bad it was. <laughs> How hot it was. Apparently, the Scoville scale, you should pay attention to that. Uh, but I went to Copacabana the, uh, yesterday and had a Cuban sandwich, and it's probably the best thing I've had since I've been here. I love, like, hot foods. Yeah. But it can be, like, I can go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get the most mild sauce, and I'll just start oh, sweating. dude. Like, I, my body is saying no, and my taste buds are saying yes. Yeah. And it is a battle that has been going on yeah. for all 40 years of my life. I think it was 357,000 Scoville. So if anyone oh. knows what that means, don't eat it <laughs> unless you're prepared. I was literally laughing at how bad it was. But. I, before we get you out here, one more thing. I'll give a plug for what you've been working on. I know obviously you're putting together some stuff. Yeah. But even when you get back to St. Louis uh, throughout the run of spring training, folks, we'll see you on Channel 4. Yeah, man. We're, I'm grinding away here. Obviously, we're interviewing with, I mean, 15, 20 guys. So definitely tune in to, to News 4 over the next few weeks, and we'll be running those interviews on how guys are doing, not just now, but also going into the season. Brian, thanks for the time. Absolutely. That's Brian Kennedy, News 4 KMOV, joining us here on Sports Open Line. We continue to broadcast from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, home of Cardinals Spring Training. When we come back, we'll uh, have our uh, daily fun with audio. We'll relive uh, manager Oliver Marmel's uh, media conference from earlier today and go through some of the things that he had to say as uh, we continue on. It's Sports Open Line. We're back with more in just a moment right here on KMOX. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Open Line rolls on here on KMOX. We are broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter at Cardinals Spring Training. My name is Matt Pauly. As always, uh, if you ever want to chime in on what we're talking about, probably the best way to do so is on Twitter, at Matt Pauly on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Plus, if you follow me on Twitter, you can uh, see uh, everything that uh, we're pushing out during the course of uh, workouts and things like that. Had some uh, cool pictures that we posted earlier today, although they they made fun of me when I did uh, my appearance on the show today not really they ranji made fun of me because he did not like the fact that i did not crop the pictures before tweeting them and i tried to explain to him like that it's a lot of kind of fast moving stuff there's a lot of fields there's a lot of different places you're going to so i'm just kind of taking some pictures and putting up real quick i wasn't 
thinking that uh, I needed to uh, make the pictures as aesthetically pleasing as possible. But maybe that's something that I'll work on a little bit more here uh, moving forward. But nonetheless, uh, everything uh, we had, uh, Adam Wainwright throwing live BP today, got about two and a half minutes of that video and uh, threw it up on Twitter. So if you want to see Wainwright facing off against uh, a number of hitters, you can do that at Matt Pauley on air on Twitter. So let's go ahead and get to uh, what we do on an everyday basis here on the program. We go back through the comments that were made by Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. He speaks to the media prior to workouts uh, each and every morning. So I just want to go through uh, some of the things uh, that were said. And we're going to start with uh, Wainwright. So the way things largely work is uh, pitchers are in groups and sometimes you're going from station to station to station and these smaller groups are going and then they go to the other one and they're kind of, you know, rotating through. And more often than not, Wainwright is out there with younger pitchers inside of his group. And uh, when Marmel spoke to the media today, they said that that, that's done on purpose, that they like to get uh, Wainwright around and working with some of the younger pitchers. How we structure our groups is, is obviously intentional, and uh, we want to put Wayno with those guys for a reason and uh, allow even some of the mundane drills of just PFP and catching pop-ups yesterday, right? If you watch Wayno do it, there's a pause. Like He puts himself in a game scenario where he's checking runners. He's coming to complete hold, and if you see certain young guys go through it for the first time, they'll want to rush through that and just being able to see how it's done by a veteran and do it the right way is, is why those guys are paired the way they are from a younger position player standpoint the person that we're probably talking about the most is jordan walker and um there's a couple things going on there first off he's somebody that just moved to the outfield last year i think we forget that sometimes because he's acclimated himself pretty well in the outfield when we had him on a countdown to opening day a couple weeks ago he kind of joked about his outfield play but he's he's not embarrassing himself in the outfield uh, that's for sure and uh, marmel when asked about that outfield progress said that uh, he's pretty happy with what's going on with him uh, defensively out there we have gotten pretty good reports on his progress in the outfield and at the end of the day the reps are jordan's a really good athlete and it's a matter of reps um and intentional reps, he's been able to do that. So, yeah, progress has been pretty good. So while people like me and really all the other media members are continuing to talk a lot about Walker and really uh, looking at the possibility that he could be on that opening day roster, for Marmel, he said there's no pressure to force Walker onto that roster. No, we're going to sit back and, and watch what he's capable of doing. Obviously, we've gotten really good reports, as everybody else has. And uh, we've seen a decent amount of video, but being able to see him live every day and how he reacts to certain things, how he thinks about the game, how he approaches the game, his routine, um, how he sees certain things that come up throughout the course of of some of the spring training games is going to be important. But um, no, we're looking forward to just uh, sitting back and seeing what he's capable of doing. Sticking with what's going on in the outfield, you know, we just talked about this actually a few moments ago with uh, Brian Kennedy, just the potential impact of a Tyler O'Neill. I said a lot this offseason, really going into this past offseason, I said that I thought the Cardinals needed to add two bats. They added one. They, they brought in Wilson Contreras. Not that there's not a uh, possibility that they couldn't add something else as the season goes along. That absolutely is a possibility. But the idea that Tyler O'Neill can get back to who he was two years ago, if that were to happen, it's a big if. There's no guarantee that he'll be able to uh, produce at that level, and there's no guarantee that he's going to be able to stay healthy. 
But if he does produce at the level that he was at just two years ago, uh, that's that's the equivalent of bringing in an all-star caliber bat. And that's essentially what uh, Marmel had to say today uh, about O'Neal and just how that really can be a lot of added offense if he stays healthy this year. When we talk about adding a big, big bat, like part of that is O'Neal being a big bat and going pole to pole, right? Being able to actually answer the bell every day. And he's positioned himself to be able to do that. This is an offseason where that was the most important thing for him was making sure that his lower half could play every day. Um, he feels good about where he's at. Our performance department feels really good about the offseason. Um, I would say it's probably the first offseason where everybody felt really good and we're on the same page as far as what his workload and overall program needed to look like. Also in the outfield, Dylan Carlson, he's kind of the de facto starting center fielder, like we said earlier. If the season were to begin tomorrow, we would see O'Neill in left, Carlson in center, and Newt Barr in right. There's a lot of spring training left to be played. The season doesn't uh, doesn't start tomorrow, but if it were to start tomorrow, that would in all likelihood uh, being the group out there. Uh, Marmel, when asked about Dylan Carlson, said that uh, really what he's been doing, his off-season uh, program, what he's really working on right now is uh, trying to hit the ball harder. Hitting the ball harder is going to be something that is a focus for him for sure. Um, adding strength just overall and body, uh, lower half. Um, this is a guy that works extremely hard but has trouble adding muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that was a focus for him for sure, which our hope was that it would lead to high exit below. Let's go to the infield. I thought this was interesting. Uh, Marmel was asked a little bit about Nolan Arnato and just watching him on an everyday basis. It is, it's, you know, we see him do things in games that we've never really seen before. It's, it's incredible watching him play third base and the things he does. Well, I can tell you, he does things like that when, when nobody's watching, when he's out, not, no, I mean, we assume when nobody's watching, but you get where I'm going with this. When he's on a backfield, when he's just working on his own, when he's just going through the, the monotony that is spring training, he is able to go out there and continue to do things that you really don't see, making great plays you know, during practice period, for lack of a better term. And uh, Marmel was asked about that and really brought up the fact that uh, Arnado values every single rep he takes of anything he's doing at any moment in time. It's easy to take for granted, and, and we sure try not to. I mean, uh, Joe McEwing, our, our bench coach, got here early, and we were on the backfield watching Nolan take ground balls, and he it got done, and he came up to me. He's like, he just took a set of 25 ground balls. Like, it was game seven of the World Series. Like, I've never seen a player at this time in the season look like that. And it's to Nolan's credit, like, Every time he takes a rep, whether it's in the cage, like there's an intensity and intentionality to it that's incredible. It's just he places himself mentally as if he's in a game, um, and he doesn't waste a rep. Uh, Albert would talk about this all the time, um, not giving away at bats during the season. He's like, every year I try to give less and less at bats away, right? Like with Nolan, he tries to give less and less reps away in November and January. And like that's a that's a mindset that's, yeah, you hope everybody kind of takes note of. And on the other side of the infield, you have Paul Goldschmidt at first base, the uh, reigning National League MVP. Marmel was asked whether or not Goldschmidt is putting more pressure on himself after winning the MVP last year. 
I really don't think so. I don't um, because of how he thinks about the game and performance and failure and how he processes all those things. I, I don't see this as a barometer of like, man, I was the MVP. I have to be able to do that again as much as how do I help my team win? And because of that, he looks up and he's like, man, I was the MVP. Um, so I don't think he's coming into this season trying to repeat an MVP. He's just, man, how can I get better in order to help us win and go further into the playoffs and win a championship? And he'll peek up when it's all over and see where he's at. But I don't think he's looking at it that, that way. Just a couple more things from uh, Oliver Marmel from his media session earlier today. From a bullpen standpoint, he was asked about uh, Jordan Hicks and the impact that Hicks can have. And he said that Hicks absolutely is a huge part of what the bullpen needs to do. Because of what he's capable of doing and how he lowered his walk rate dramatically um, towards the end, there's a, there's, there's a fit for him in a couple different spots. Um, am I going to sit here and say he's our seventh inning guy or guy you bring in strictly to get a ground ball? No. Um, I think as we get further into camp, these guys will define how they're used in the season. Yeah, but I can see he's going to get some leverage for sure. And then the final thing from Marmol, I thought this was a really good question that was asked because we've spent a lot of time in the last couple of days, specifically with Ozzie Smith being here. We've spent a lot of time, and, and, and the Wainwright stuff too, like between Ozzie Smith being here and being someone who's seen it all, an older guy, being able to talk to some of these young players or even somebody like an Adam Wainwright and the impact that they can have on, on younger players like we were talking about earlier. What about the impact that younger players have on veteran players? And Marmol did say there is an impact and uh, that uh, younger players do uh, have a positive impact on some of the veterans. Those guys describe it as like energy from yeah. the new bars and the Donovans and some of these guys, like they bring a certain uh, freshness and energy to them that, um, that they feed off of as well. Yeah. Um, those guys do a really good job of it too in a respectful way. New bar, Kisner, of um, they're young, but what they add to the clubhouse and to the Goldies and, and Nolans of the world, uh, they keep it light which is uh, it's a good balance. So that was Oliver Marmel speaking to the media earlier today. Again, uh, m- most position players, if not all position players, uh, have arrived with the official full squad workout date is coming up on Monday. Uh, but you're out and about and you're just looking around and everybody is, uh, is pretty much here. So uh, it is full go right now here in spring training, which is uh, it's fun to be around. There's an energy, there's, um, there's an intensity to it. There's a focus to it that people are here to do a job. They're having fun doing it, but they're here to do a job. And uh, it's really good to see that type of intensity. All right, one more break. We'll come back and we will wrap up uh, tonight's edition of Sports Open Line. We continue to broadcast from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. My name is Matt Pauley on KMOX. Just a few minutes left in this edition of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We broadcast from the TR Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, Florida, right next to Roger Dean Stadium as part of the Cardinals Spring Training Complex. We will continue to be here through the run of spring training. Again, the first full squad workout scheduled for Monday. I say that it's going to feel not very different from what we have right now because uh, just about everybody is uh, has arrived and uh, that is good. You know, we've uh, spent some time over the last couple of days talking about the impact of Ozzie Smith being here. And there was a cool moment yesterday, and if you don't follow Mike Claiborne on Twitter, you should, at Claibs Online. 
he caught video of Ozzy and Mason Wynn meeting for the some first time. And what was really cool is how excited Mason Wynn was. And I think a lot of people are listening to that and say, okay, why, why is that notable? It's Ozzie Smith. He's maybe the best defensive shortstop of all time. He's a, he's an all time great. Of course, young players would be excited. Sometimes you forget when it comes to young athletes not all young athletes are aware of who came before them. Not all young athletes know about the history of the sport that they play. In fact, I would say very few do. I, as crazy as this might be to say, if we went to various single A teams and found various 18 to 22-year-olds and took Ozzy Smith to each one, there's going to be a good number of places where that's not going to resonate. That's not going to be a, a big deal. It should be, but there's going to be some, some individuals out there that's just not a huge deal. So I always, I always appreciate the guys who do understand the history of the game. I always under, I always appreciate the guys who are kind of respectful and, and, and deferential to those who came before them. And Mason Wynn was all of that when it came to Ozzy Smith and it's a really cool deal. It's a really, really cool deal. And again, if you haven't seen the Twitter video, I would encourage you to go uh, find it on Mike Claiborne's Twitter at Claves online. Uh, the tweet kind of blew up a little bit yesterday and rightfully so, because it was cool to see an all time great of the past meet, maybe, maybe an all time great of the future. We'll have to wait and see what happens with uh, Mason Wynn for sure. But it was a, it's those kind of moments that are, that, that happen that are really cool uh, here at spring training. Another one. And again, I'm, I'm just giving plug after plug to what uh, Klaibs has going on, which is, which is good. Uh, Klaibs online is going to have uh, something with uh, Ozzy Smith and Nolan Arnato and sat those two guys down together. They, they really didn't know each other. That's the other side of it. They, uh, Ozzy hasn't been here at spring training for the last few years because last year it was not much of a spring training coming out of, uh, coming out of the uh, labor situation and obviously COVID stuff for years before. So uh, Nolan and Ozzy's paths have not really crossed very often and not for any really meaningful time previously. And uh, Clay sat down with both those guys and, and have a, he's going to have a video coming up, but it's just, it's, it's cool to see the different generations kind of come together. And I know we talked about it yesterday, on countdown to opening day, but it, it is an advantage. Oliver Marmel said it yesterday. It is an advantage that the Cardinals have over so many other teams in baseball when it comes to the history of the team, how long the team has been around, the high level that the team has played at, and the caliber of players who have played in the organization and how they continue to be connected to the organization. And it's just been uh, with Ozzy around. It's just been a reminder of that over the last uh, couple of days here uh, in Jupiter. And it's been, uh, it's been kind of cool to see. All right. Uh, a few reminders for you before we do get out of here for the day. If you ever miss anything we do on sports open line, we do have the sports open line podcast feed available for you. 
KMOX.com or the Odyssey app. We also have the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. Everything we're doing Cardinals related here on KMOX and also some exclusive stuff that's just going on to uh, the podcast that you're not going to hear on KMOX, but you can find on the Cardinals Conversations podcast feed. Uh, check that as well. So you want to you want to subscribe to those podcasts. You want to be checking them out on a uh, on a fairly normal basis. And if you choose to do so, follow me on Twitter at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I try to uh, tweet out videos and photos of things that are going on uh, during the course of uh, the day. We had some uh, we had video of Adam Wainwright's uh, live BP that we threw up today, some other uh, pitchers throwing, just some other things uh, going on. Uh, Chip Carey arrived today, got a picture uh, of him with uh, Cardinals GM Mike Gersh, and also uh, Mike Claiborne was in that group. So just try to provide as much content as possible on the uh, on the Twitter feed, so at Matt Pauley on air, if you want to check that out for yourself. All right, that is going to do it for uh, the program this evening. Thanks to uh, all of my guests. Thanks to you for being tuned in. We are coming your way from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter, Florida at Roger Dean Stadium, part of the Cardinals Spring Training Complex. And we'll be back with you uh, tomorrow for another edition of Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 